All right, welcome into Rum and Cinema. My name is Ben. Uh, I'm joined as always by Jake and Nate. Jake, Nate, how are you guys? Doing well. How are you? Oh, just uh, I saw Venom a week ago, so I'm still in depressed mode because of how bad it was. You know, it's kind of your fault for going. Yeah, I was gonna. I I was gonna say I I didn't see it myself, but like from what I heard, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go see it. Like it took him an hour and a half to figure out how to be Venom, and then the movie was over, (laughs) and it was still a half hour too long. But they're making a second one, so thank God. Well, yeah, now that they got it set up, they can keep going, right? It made, like, a billion dollars. Again, also partly your fault. (laughs) (laughs) If Redbox dollars counted, I'm sure it would be my fault. (laughs) I really don't think it does. All right, so we're going to start off with... uh, So this is our 2018 recap episode, uh, about 20 days late. That's fine. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about movies that we liked, didn't like, and were disappointed by in uh, 2018, and then the most anticipated movies we're looking forward to this year. Uh, so let's start off with the best movie we saw in 2018. Nate, how did you feel about 2018? 2018. Uh, well, I gotta say that <laughs> we're uh, 20 days late and a lot of movies short. I think we we all agreed that we did not see enough movies in 2018. Uh, so I'm Correct. going off a very short list. Uh, I still feel pretty confident about saying uh, Black Panther is up there for one of my favorite movies in 2018, Uh, and also Avengers, by default. Uh, They could have messed it up pretty bad, and it still would have been amazing, but it was just amazing all the way through. Was Avengers the best superhero movie of 2018? Um... Put it up versus Black Panther and Into the Spider Verse. I am not sure. Uh, Homecoming Spider Man also. No, no, it wasn't in 2018, was it? Was it? If it is, then time is starting to have no meaning to me. <laughs> I thought that was last year. I, I honestly could be wrong. I'll look it up. You keep going. Uh, 2017. Just kidding, guys. Thank you. Just kidding. You're, you you really made me uncomfortable <laughs> for a minute. Fact fact check. So, so Avengers was the best superhero movie, or you're saying it, it's not? I think it was what I enjoyed the most, um, because it's just so exciting to get to that point. Uh, was it? Because, is it more like the big letdown? Yeah, yeah, it, because it, was, it led to that, right? Yeah, it was the big event of the year. Uh, I, I was I it the big event, or was it just the big first two acts of a big event? Because well, I feel like yeah, the next movie is going to be the payoff. It, it's well, that's going to be the big event of this year. They, they really or is it going to be a huge letdown? Or is it going to be a huge letdown because like we saw everything already in the first one? I don't now it's just going to be like, let's put it back together. I don't think it's going to be a letdown. It could be. Uh, you know, I have no way to judge that. Uh, we can say... It's literally our jobs. <laughs> Avengers... Uh, Avengers Infinity War also could have been a big letdown. It was the big event in 2018, and it didn't let down. It didn't let me down at all. Uh, it was the only superhero movie I really liked in 2018. Like literally the only bad thing about it is that it's split into two parts. And so we had to wait a year to see the resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than the Hobbit though. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's not the same thing as the Hobbit. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you're welcome. That was the worst thing I ever saw. Nope. Third worst thing I ever saw. Hmm. But uh, do you think you think Black Panther is on the same tier as Avengers? I know it's getting a lot of like Oscar cred and gold well, and, and stuff. Is it on the same tier? That's what I'm getting at. It's it's, and it's a great great movie. It's not on. It's just not on the same scale. 
Like, this is the state of Marvel movies where Black Panther was a great movie that was, uh, had the least amount of crossovers, and it still had a couple, and it was just, it was a great movie in isolation, but then there's seeing, like, every superhero in the Marvel Universe on the screen at the same time. That's pretty cool. That was pretty incredible. I'll give you that. That that was, like, a lot of, like, nerd moments for everybody, I think. They were finally like, oh, look at all these people fighting. Because, like, the hangar scene in, uh, what was it, Civil War? Yeah. It was kind of a letdown. It was, like, six minutes of whatever, like, no motivation fighting. Yeah. And then you see Avengers, and you're like, oh, this is what it meant to be. This is how it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, six minutes of no-stakes fighting versus (laughs) Infinity War... We don't know what the stakes are yet, which is what makes it only a, the only thing that like detracts from it is that mm. we know for a fact like some of the stakes are going to be rolled back, but we know probably all of not all of them are. So those battles felt impactful. We don't know what the stakes are yet, but they're probably at least decently high. Do you think those would be negated if recasting happened like within three years of that movie? Like, say they kill off a character, and three years later they have a new one come out. Would that be negated? I don't think so, because I don't think that they will do a recast like a hard reboot. Like, if Iron Man dies, they're not going to just recast Iron Man as Tony Stark. The nice thing Uh about the Marvel Universe is that they have such a deep bench of characters. Like, multiple other people have taken up the the mantle of Iron Man. So, someone else is going to become Iron Man but they're not going to be Tony Stark. Tony Got Stark it. will be dead, assuming he dies. I pretty much am. He will. Yeah. <laughs> he has to. So, yeah, this, the stakes will be there. Like, we'll still be sad that Robert Downey Jr. is dead. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's the best way they can do it, but it's also Marvel, so I can see them just not doing that, which would be an, an issue for me. Mm. No, like, yeah. Because every other superhero movie has been no stakes. Yeah, like, yeah. We've seen Loki die three times on screen now. Yeah. That's true. Really? And I and I truly believe he's coming back. Right. <laughs> like of all of the he's non-snap just, deaths, I don't believe Loki's dead. He's gonna like take the mask off the glove and be like, "Look, I was the gauntlet the whole time." <laughs> he's coming back in the next God of War game. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other favorites from 2018? It's a lot of a lot of superheroes, which makes sense. Yeah, it, it had to. Uh, well, yeah, since we were supposed to have done this podcast, I also threw Spider-Verse on there because it was yeah. one of my favorite movies of 2018. Good. Uh, yeah, that was out of nowhere. Uh, very. It, I was surprised how good it was. Uh, but outside of superhero movies, uh, A Quiet Place is my next favorite movie. Uh, also, out of nowhere, obviously, I mean, first-time director... Uh, yeah. Didn't know anything about it before going into it, and it was a good horror movie. Uh, Did you see it in theaters or on? Oh like, yeah, a I small saw it screen? in theaters. Wow! And I watched it in my bedroom on a MacBook, and I don't think I got the full effect. I still really liked it, but I assume in theaters it was just off the charts. It it was. Uh, I after the movie, uh, Taylor was crying, not because of fear, but because like. Of the release of tension. Because oh, you're yeah. so tense the entire movie. And I mean, I felt it too. I was like clenched the whole time. Yeah. For such a like small story, it's such a tense build up to what happens. Yeah. 
Like, there's not a whole lot going on. There's not a lot of character development, like, beforehand. It's very quick into a story and very quick out, which I really liked. I really appreciated that. Yeah. That was good. Uh, Jake, what do you have for your best 2018? So, my best of 2018, I give to Black Panther pretty free. Uh, And it's because, like, while it wasn't, uh, you know, you were talking about earlier with the Avengers, like, it was... It's the Avengers, you know, you can't you can't really compete with the Avengers in terms of scale. But it it did what it was expected to do, probably even a little bit better than expected in my opinion. But Black Panther kind of came out of nowhere. It was like it was really really good for something that I was expecting just to kind of be a filler Marvel movie. Right, right. It was like we need to make this movie, so let's make yeah. it rather than a good yeah, movie. And it, yeah, and it ended up being really good. Yeah, I mean yeah, I, I didn't go in with low expectations, but I didn't go in with really any. And, I mean, you know, everyone was surprised about how good it was. The You know, there was discussion in, like, with Infinity War, how small a role T'Challa played. And it's because not even the Marvel execs thought it was going to be as crazy good as it was. Yeah. That's as well received, true. at yeah. least. Yeah, right. What else other than Black Panther? Was that your number one by very far? Yeah, I really don't have anything else. I mean, the Avengers is probably next, but other than that, I can't. Yeah, I don't have any standouts. So I'm going to go away from the uh, Marvel Universe because I figured you two would have that covered. Uh, <laughs> so when I saw like one of the last days of 2018 was Vice, the uh, movie from the makers of uh, that one about the, the the financial meltdown where Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney. Yep. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was hilarious, just like the other movie that they made. Uh, bi- uh, the Big... What the was Big that? Short. The Big Short, yeah. I was going to say The Big Sick, and I was like, well, nope. Uh, yeah, so The Big Short, same same makers. Uh, and that was absolutely incredible. Very funny, very informative, and it kind of like took you back to the moments of uh, the early to mid-2000s and like how people were feeling. And it showed like how Dick Cheney grew uh, throughout his his career and like where he came from. And it's just this huge story that they should tell. And it did a really good job of that. Uh, I also have a documentary on there called three identical strangers. Wait, back to Dick Cheney. Was the, did you feel empathy yeah. for Dick Cheney? That's my question. They have a moment in the movie without spoiling it uh-huh. where you feel it. And then something happens and it disappears. All right. That's fair. And there are, there are some moments that make him seem very human and that's cool, but there are very many moments that don't. Uh, and they do a good job. No, they don't do a good job of balancing it, but that's the point. They're not trying to. In the same vein, uh, without, yeah. uh, did you feel uh, better informed after watching it? Like, obviously there's going to be hyperbole uh, and probably some things that are just straight up not true, but sure. Uh, how based in fact do you think it was? I feel they do a decent job telling you when they're lying. Okay. It's kind of like a Penn and Teller show. They're like, we're going to lie to you for the next two minutes, mm-hmm. and you're going to still feel okay about it. And I'm sure there's a lot of hyperbole, and I'm sure there are more than one side. A lot of it is, like, uh, telling the story of how ISIS was created, like how we got to today from Dick Cheney. That's mostly what it's about. So they do a good job of showing the Dick Cheney fault side. Hmm. I I would say that. I don't think it's the full story, but I think they do a good job of showing that side of it. So the documentary I saw was Three Identical Strangers. Uh, So the trailer for this is really weird and interesting it's a guy who goes to a community college and everyone he's never been there before and everyone starts calling him like a name like frank or whatever it was 
Everybody says, hey, Frank, how's it going? Like, girls come up and, like, kiss him. And, like, oh, Frank, I'm so glad you're back. And, like, all this stuff. And then Frank's best friend comes up to him and goes, you're not Frank. Who are you? And he's, like, some other guy. And he goes to a payphone and calls Frank. And they turn out to be twins. They were, like, separated at birth. That just happened to live in the same town and go to the same community college for a year. Hmm. And then that gets in the newspaper. And then that newspaper is seen by someone who's, like, that looks like me. And it turns out they were triplets who were separated at birth. And then they come together, and it's this, it ends up being this horrifying story about how they got separated. But the documentary itself is super interesting and super well done, which I really appreciated. So if you haven't seen it yet, go rent Three Identical Strangers. Interesting. How, how true is it? Summary. 100% true from what I can tell. It was, it was premise, on like, at least. It was on like national television and in national newspapers at the time. So like there's verifiable evidence that these three were separated at birth and came together. In that circumstance, for for the, the record, reason, according to Wikipedia, the premise they were intentionally separated and put into families at different economic levels yes. as a psychological experiment. Because spoiler it was the for the whole movie, wow, fake. Yeah, no, that was like a, a adoption agency did it on purpose, like that. All right, throwing a spoiler warning. Go yes. back. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll, put, we'll put it in the, in the podcast notes. Spoiler warning if you for any of you far, that were interested in a documentary. <laughs> no, no. This could be just like me screwing up, uh, setting up my recording in the previous one. You just oh. make a soundbite that you cut in. <laughs> Nate accidentally spoiling something without saying anything first. That's true. This and will you be just an cut editor. in like a siren in front of it. An editor comment? Uh, if yeah. you need, I need to edit this out later. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, the story behind it, that's exactly it. So they go into that at the end and they talk about how that messed up their lives and like what happens to some of them at the end of it. It's, it's really, really well done. It was a really good watch. Uh, We already talked about a quiet place. I'm going to go to the one that stuck with me the most. It was a horror movie called hereditary. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it, the last 10 minutes I watched through my fingers cause I was covering my eyes. It was that terrifying you know i uh, i haven't seen hereditary but you're actually the second person to tell me that it's like one of the scariest movies of all time i couldn't i almost couldn't handle it like i almost had to stop the movie and i was watching it for a group of uh, a group that we had watching scary movies during october and they wanted to talk about it so i was like oh watch it and i got to the last 10 minutes and it was so visually horrifying uh like so one part that i can share without spoiling by telling you who it is or anything one of the main characters at the end of the movie uh, saws their own head off with like a like a wire, and you see the whole thing. Hell. And they're doing it to themselves while they're like floating. And it's the way they build to that is so beautifully done, and it's like a, such a cool movie. But those last ten minutes just absolutely made me lose my mind, and like I, I would like see people behind me in the bathroom and stuff, just freaking out in my head. It was like to this day I still watch it. I'm like, oh god, this is this is gonna stick with me for a long time. So that was that was one of the best movies because it stuck with me so well. Yeah, based based on your review, I've been uh, uh, putting off watching this because I'm I'm not ready. Definitely a daytime movie followed by uh, any fun activity with a small animal. I would say. <laughs> no, it's yeah, going to be the opposite for us. We're going to watch it at night and then go to bed and then be continuously terrified by our cats. Yeah, that'll be great. Tell you what, <laughs> watch the just watch the last ten minutes. You don't need to know the story. Just watch that and always be horrified. Great, horrifying. So let's go to the opposite end of movies. Uh, what was a movie you were pumped for, but then saw it and you were like, God, why did I watch that? Nate, you got any? 
Oh, I have so many. Uh, in in different contexts. So sure. let's throw out like an easy one. Uh, Ready Player One. Mm. Uh, this is one that I knew wasn't going to be good based on the trailers, but I still went and saw it because I really liked the book. Yes. And it's it's a book that while I was reading it is one of the few ones I was like, I want to see this as a movie, like immediately. Like it seemed, it reads like it would be better as a movie than a book. Totally does. Yeah. Uh, and I saw one trailer for it and I was like, Oh, Oh, this isn't going to be good. But <laughs> I went and saw it anyway, because there's still a lot of cool visuals and they still, mm-hmm. they managed to ruin that too. For the yeah. most part, uh, by, you know, missing some of the coolest things they did in the book and throwing in a trying to modernize it by throwing in a bunch of like current pop culture references Gross. that uh I mean isn't wrong in its own right but like it it doesn't really make sense with the plot of the movie no that no, no, like no. this is a culture that was arrested at this level of pop culture development and everyone's obsessed with it because of the founder of the the oasis so it just confused me when, like, modern pop culture references popped into it for no reason. Uh, it's like they didn't have faith that even this, like, shallow uh, fan service would be enough because they were all older references. Right. Yeah, here's some 80s reference that, like, 12 people would appreciate. No, let's throw an emoji in there. Yeah, it, it, it really bummed me out in a what strong was, way. What was a worse book adaptation, Ender's Game or Ooh. Ready Player One? <clears throat> <laughs> Has anyone else seen both and have an opinion? I've read both, but I haven't seen either. I um, haven't seen either. It's the right choice. I, I love Ender's <laughs> Game so much that I feel like that would be the winner. <laughs> that's that's what the answer is for me. Uh, I don't honestly know because I didn't go see Ender's Game in theaters because, again, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Ender's Game is my number one book. It's, and yeah. I knew that wasn't right at all. But I eventually, like... I couldn't resist anymore, and I, I got the movie, and I watched it by myself on my laptop, and halfway through, I just opened up another window and was, like, browsing the internet and only tangentially paying attention when a scene that I recognized came up, because it was so bad I couldn't bear to watch it. That's not great. So I don't even know if Ender's Game is worse, because I only saw, like, (laughs) half of it, but it's bad. It's very bad. So that was a big letdown. Yeah. Uh, do you have it? What's another letdown that you saw? Was there, there another book one that you really got scared of, uh, or a post book one? Not this year, I don't think. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was setting up for Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, that's not a book. It's like a post book. It's like <laughs> it's, a prologue. It's we're in new territory now. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's we're sprawling out of J.K.'s uh, yeah. famous umbrella. We're we're taking like one sentence scraps from J.K. Rowling. From and uh, turning making a billion dollars, movies. yeah, yeah. Again, I was making fun of you for. I'm part of the problem. I went. We went and saw it in theaters in uh, 3D. No. Oh shoot. Well, uh, you saved that I bit of money at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. It was a bummer. Uh, was Johnny Depp the worst part? No, I wouldn't say so. The plot was the worst part. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> It's basically almost the same as the first one, except the first one, you liked the characters more. You cared yeah. about them more. There were only four of them to worry about. Sure. And this one, it's still cool, 
if you're really like if you really love Harry Potter, it is worth the price of admission to like be in the Harry Potter universe again. Like sure. see wizards doing their stuff, see the magical beasts, which we didn't see a, a huge amount of in the movies, uh, in the original movies. Like seeing the magical world on the big screen is still worth fifteen dollars, but the plot of the movie off? was a mess. Are it's, you better off just rewatching the old ones instead of doing that? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of hoping in like ten years they'll just do them again with better effects and. Oh yeah. And and maybe even like someone who loves them even more and just like we get to just go back into that world with the original good plot. Not looking for a cash grab. Like a reboot. Oh, it's Harry Potter. No, if it, I mean it's it it could be that and it could be bad or it could be like uh, you know. Uh, enough people just like want to see it again that they do it with like love because they know they'll make money anyway what if they do it from a different character's point of view like do it from Draco's point of view all seven movies instead well I mean that could be a thing but I feel like it'd be boring for most of the time (laughs) I mean there's a certain (laughs) amount of suspension of disbelief about the fact that everything happens to Harry all the time so (laughs) Draco would just be like why am I even here most oh, I'm time. just hearing about what Harry did. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for that's that's the, the plight of the upper class in eight. <laughs> <laughs> so the first the first uh like six movies will be like the first seventh movie for Harry Potter. And then the rest will be good. <laughs> yeah. Can't go wrong. Alright, so you said you had a bunch. Do you have another one that was really bad? Uh well Crimes of Grindelwald was one of the others that I had, but the other one was solo. Oh. Uh and this one I thought was gonna be good. Because uh, I didn't watch a lot of trailers, and I mean, I thought the the actor who played Han Solo was good, and 100%. most of the trailer is just him being vaguely Han Solo-y, and I was like, all right, he nailed it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then, again, the problem is really mostly the plot. Uh, the other problem is the excessive amounts of fan service to the point where fans were upset. They're like, I actually didn't want to know about this particular thing it was uh, like that's that pat oswald joke right like do you like the stuff that you like yes we do but we don't need to know where it came from yeah like, i don't here's rock salt and ice do you like ice cream yes that, that is exactly it I, I i wanted to see young han solo do something i didn't just want to see where everything that we vaguely know about han solo came from right like the stupid dice thing that everyone on the internet talked about for <laughs> six months like, oh, cool, this, like, one-off from a game is now canon. Sick, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I think, like, the single, the, the Kessel Run thing was probably one of the most disappointing parts. Oh, like, just so boy. ham-fistedly shoehorned into the movie. The best thing yeah. about it is that it let me say ham-fistedly shoehorned, <laughs> and it made sense. <laughs> well, Don Glover's good. He did a good job. Oh no! Oh no! Oh god! Oh man! All right, well, editors note: mute Nate. Every he was good. Every line delivered by Lando Calrissian was stupid. Sure, yeah, I'll give you that. I believed him as Lando Calrissian, but Lando Calrissian, young Lando Calrissian, sucked. (laughs) He He was just the worst. He was a dick. Yeah. And you cast like the most lovable person on earth as this giant dick, and he's like, "Eh." and he's. I'm affable. Yeah. Maybe that's the key. He's an affable dick. <laughs> like, everybody liked Bill Cosby 10 years ago. <laughs> Did you? 
Honestly, that says, that says more about you than it says about anything else. <laughs> I mean, pudding pops were cool. I mean, yeah. I, I basically didn't think about him. Uh, he was just right. a part of pop culture that I didn't think he was about. Like and then on he Nickelodeon was, at night, and then you're like, oh, God. Yeah. He, he's That's not the worst cool. place for him to be. <laughs> yeah, anywhere at night. <laughs> in your home. Well, that's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Uh, Jake, do you have any letdowns that you saw in 2018? You know, I or don't. Were they all great? I don't. I saw wow. I saw a few you were really in 2018, choosy. and I made sure that they were movies that I was choose. going to enjoy. And I probably have um, a bigger list of regrets of movies I didn't see. Inter- what's the number one on that, you think? Or one of the top ones? Oh. Uh, None on the list we're going to talk about in the next 10 minutes, I'm sure. It's Except 8th grade. It's that horror movie, and my brother was telling me about it, and it has The Shimmer. The Shimmer? Is that like a Glee spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Let me think. The book. Uh, Annihilation. Annihilation? Oh. Yes. Annihilation, oh. yeah. yeah. I heard, because my brother went and saw Annihilation, and he's like, you mm-hmm. need to see this movie. It's so good. And he like he tried to describe it to me, but of course, without giving anything away and i was like wow sure. that sounds really good and as soon as he told me i went and i looked at it and it was at the he saw it at the very end of its lifespan in theaters and then so i and he liked it yeah so i missed out on it like at the time that i looked it up there had like two showings in the middle of the day or something but wow so i ended up missing out on it so i really regret not seeing that but that was one I heard a lot of people say was like one of the best sci-fi movies they've seen in a long time, and they liked it. I tried to read the book, and I got like two chapters in, and I just couldn't couldn't do it anymore. This is very interesting to me because we've had this entire trade-off within our household. Taylor read the book, loved it. Hmm. Uh, we saw the trailer, and we were like, "That looks terrible." Really? And then a, f- a, f- a friend at work recently told me it was one of the best sci-fi movies uh-huh. of all time that he's seen. And he said the trailer is not representative of what the movie is. Which is how the, it should be. The trailer was yeah. to get people into the theater who wouldn't have otherwise watched it, but apparently it's uh. much better than the trailer makes it look like. It's like the reverse Prometheus. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, so Annihilation nice. would be... Yeah, that's one I would still really like It's a good recommendation, see. yeah. I've, I'm right, planning on seeing it soon based on that recommendation. All right. Annihilation's on the list. Uh, for me, it was more of the experience of it, but Super Troopers 2. Uh, so I had a friend of mine at work had advanced tickets to go see it and meet the cast. Like, the cast was going to be there. Ooh. So we were pumped, and we were like, yes, we're going to go. We got there, like, three hours before showtime. So it was one of those where you have to, like, wait in line, then they let in so many people. But the fine print said anybody who did the Kickstarter or GoFundMe or whatever it was gets to get in first, like, guaranteed seats. <laughs> so there are about 200 of us waiting beforehand, and all, like... 150, 200 people walk in right in front of us. We're like, oh, that's the ticket people. Uh, and then they come up to us and they're like, oh, we can let three of you in. And we were like 12th in line. So we're like, well, this is stupid. But we went and saw Game Night instead. And Game Night was one of the best movies I saw last year, for sure. Like, just surprising good. Uh, the cinematography in that movie reminded me of like a high budget action film. And the jokes really landed well. Jason Bateman did a good job. So Super Troopers 2, bad. Game night good is the extent of that. A couple things. A, that was definitely the better night to have. 
Oh, for sure. No, I, I would have loved to have met the actors, but right, movie that was so cool. Yeah. We yeah. Like heard them talking, walking out of the theater, and we're like, God damn it! Yeah, because did you? And end the first up trailer watching? we walked into, no, the first trailer we walked into was Super Troopers Two, and we're like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not good. Uh, yeah, I, I no. didn't think about that. Uh, I guess again, I I kind of knew that it, the sequel didn't, the trailer didn't look that good for the mm-hmm. sequel. But I still was excited because I love Super Troopers so much. So good. And it's, it is a, a pretty big letdown. Yeah, but I feel like part of me is like I should have seen that coming because if they ever were like, we're going to make a Talladega Nights 2, I'd be like, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> First one was great, but if there was a second one, I'd be like, this is, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's like, uh, that, that was a unique movie that did not have much more to expand on. So no. they basically just did the same jokes again, but right. with a slightly bigger budget, ironically, <laughs> even though they were based off Kickstarter. It's like Austin Powers movies. It's yeah. like, all right, let's see the shadow joke again. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my letdown. Uh, so last part of the 2018 recap is going to be looking forward into 2019. These are all movies we'll be talking about in the next year. Uh, what are some ones that you're looking forward to? I'll start off. Uh, one that's out right now, Glass. 100% going to go see that in theaters. I, as if you've ever listened to me talk, I will love every M. Night Shyamalan movie that comes out, and I will defend it to my death. Nate, Split was good. So I'm looking forward to see the ending of that. Wait, you didn't like Split? See how that ends up. We did a podcast about it, and Nate did. I know, but I apparently blocked this from my memory. Just reshocked. Split Split is not a good movie. Okay, calm down. Hmm. Go listen. Jake, go listen to his arguments from a year ago and see if you can take him up again on that. Feel free. So I'm I'm looking I, forward to that a lot. Split's great. We're gonna mutinate on this one. I I'm gonna go see Glass probably because I I really like Unbreakable. Yes. Uh, just because Split is dumb doesn't mean that Glass won't be good. <laughs> glass Glass is two thirds Unbreakable and one third yeah. Split. So it's got to be great. So we'll see how it goes. That's right. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I am cautiously optimistic, but really looking forward to see what they do with I'm, it. I think it's the perfect cast. I know so, like I have so little expectation, and by little expectations, I, I mean I don't think it's going to be bad. I just think it's yeah. so up in the air I, that I just literally sure, have no sure. expectations. So I'm, I hope I'm you know as much about, about it now. It, like as soon as you say Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you're like. What? In. In. <laughs> so in. And the like first I hope all they show is just that one trailer they did where it's like his face slowly going into the Joker and that's it. That should be the only trailer they do. Because everyone will see it anyway. Why do you need more than that? It's Martin Scorsese and it's Joker and it's Walking Phoenix. So I'm in for that. Uh the other one, uh Us, the Jordan Peele movie, uh looks horrifying and it looks like the right kind of scary, so I'm all about seeing that the get out uh the next get out from him, it looks like, which looks awesome. If you haven't seen the trailer, check that out. And finally, uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he tackles the Manson murders, either as a side story or like right alongside the main story. It's just, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's going to be three hours of awesome. So I'm in for that. Uh, Nate, what do you have looking forward to 2019? Uh, well, Boss Baby 2? Yes. That is that is correct. <laughs> Bossy your um, baby. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed because, uh, I mean, the first one I put on my list is Avengers. 
Alphabetically, uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just default. It's, it's. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to go see every Marvel movie. Uh, like, we've been. A good example is like Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm pretty on the fence. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go see it in theaters. Right. Yeah, they're um, getting your money. Yeah. Uh, the Lion King. Mm. I'm very interested to see what happens. Uh, it's been because it's been like fifty fifty for me on live action remakes of Disney movies. Well, like live action ish. It's like ninety percent CGI. It is, but it's yeah. No, it, it's in in that theme. The Jungle Book yeah, yeah, was yeah. a good ish movie. Uh, <laughs> but there's also Mowgli, so like yeah, there's another but, side to that. Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. I think it must be. Uh, I think it's when parallel universes like clip for a second. You know, Mowgli always <laughs> sounded like Fuzz slipped in. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a perfect description of the movie. It's a perfect description of the movie. Yeah, Fugly. I'm, just, I'm surprised that Disney doesn't own the rights to Mowgli to the Jungle Book. Like, I know it existed before Disney, but I'm surprised they don't own the rights and prevented that yeah. atrocity from happening. <laughs> I saw like five seconds of the trailer. As soon as one CJ animal comes out, you're like, oh god. Dear Lord, Netflix, what have you done? Yeah. That's when you have too much money, is when you make that. <laughs> They're just like, sure, try. Yeah, give it a shot. Oh, a billion dollars? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's truly bad. Uh, but uh, but The Jungle Book was good. Beauty sure. and the Beast was good. Sure. Uh, I believe that they can do it with Lion King. Yeah. I believe it'll be good. So If nothing else, it'll be like a fun sing-along for everybody that like grew up with yeah. it. And it'll that's be a fun going comparison for. against Aladdin because that I'm scared that's about gonna that. That's going to be awful. It that's really god awful. It does look like it, and I'm so curious. Ugh. The worse it looks, the lower my expectations are. So that's the, like the more hopeful I am. Yeah. That's why they keep <laughs> releasing pictures of Will Will, Fer- or not, Will, Will Smith. Smith Will Smith in full genie outfit without any CGI, and they're like, "Look what this could be." <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on Ellen with a carpet doing a dance, and you'll be like, oh, no. dear God. And then they'll be like, you know, it wasn't that bad. Except I won't, because I'll never see that. <laughs> okay. be like, he'll be like, you saw me do Suicide Squad, now hold my beer. And he does Aladdin as the genie. <laughs> uh, so, another Marvel movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. It's, oh. it's going to be good. Yes. I just guaranteed. I've been waiting for Mysterio on film since I was a child, and this is going to be amazing. Yeah, and we just got the trailer, and Jake Gyllenhaal looks very good. Always. Uh, both both as Mysterio and just himself. As a person, mm-hmm. yeah. He's, he would. Those are all solid. Um, other ones, Shazam. Uh, I, I want DC to turn it around, and I believe they can. Mm. Uh, and I think Shazam looks good. All right. I think they'll turn around <laughs> when uh, Suicide Squad 2 comes out, and it's by uh, the Guardians guy, when we just saw James the trailer Gunn. from. Yeah, James Gunn. When he does Suicide, when he does, uh, Suicide Squad 2, it'll be good. We'll see. I don't know about Shazam. I don't know if he can scoop that out. Have you seen the trailer for it? For Shazam? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. All right. It looks like, I don't know, I don't, it looks like, I know it's supposed to be big, but he's Superman. Like, I get it, but I don't <laughs> really like that idea. <laughs> it just seems weird, like... I'm going to fight crime, but also I'm 12 and I'm going to hit on this 24-year-old. It's weird. Every kid's dream. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, and then Star Wars. It's every also, person's dream. It's my dream. 
exciting, but not like at the top of my list. Is that because of Star Wars fatigue? Are we hitting that point like with superheroes? I I feel like it would have been better if they wouldn't have been releasing uh, anthology movies in the off years. Yeah, because like or did them like VOD. Yeah, the episode seven I thought was great. It was episode yeah. eight. I thought was Oof. good with problems, and I'm just Yikes. worried about that trajectory. Well, uh, J- JJ's doing this one again, right? So he's going to like undo the mess ups, and he's going to give the fans like I didn't like seven a whole lot. I, seven was just a, a new hope with different people in it. I thought, which is exactly what everyone wanted because like the last three were trash. So they're like, all right, hard reset. Let's try this again. And then <laughs> Ryan Johnson had like three good scenes wrapped around an hour and a half of nothing. And then this movie is probably going to be more J.J. Abrams like, we're going to bring Ewoks back. You guys like that, right? <laughs> I, I, I want to hope that they have the benefit of perspective of eight previously released Star Wars movies. Boy, you'd but think that, wouldn't you? You would. You would. Those oh. are all interesting. And then I just had morbid curiosity. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, God. Morbid I love Ryan Reynolds so much. He's earned, like, four or five bad movies from me. Uh, it's well, enough. This is going to cash in two of those. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm still okay with it. Yeah. Um, and whatever the hell is happening with the Sonic movie. Oh, God. Isn't Jim Carrey I, in that? I'm so scared. I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about it except for that poster. Oh, the, the Big Dick's Sonic poster? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in Sonic. Jim Carrey. He's going to play uh, Robotnik. I'd but watch that. I mean, we're, we're probably going to have to, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way. That'll be the week we drink vodka and Red Bull. I'll say this. If I, know anything, Sonic. if I know anything about Sonic based on Sonic games that came out in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good the movie is. The soundtrack is going to be good enough to carry it. That's wow. all that matters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. I, I vouch for that. Every Sonic game in the last 10 years is crap, but the soundtrack carries it. It's You're like, <laughs> you know, you know, it was a terrible game, would never play it again, didn't enjoy it at all. But the soundtrack, like, it's so good that oh you're boy. like, yeah. They really sucked me in by the ears. Yeah, really. Just didn't <laughs> let go. Boy, just, oh. All right, those are all pretty good. I mean, I have, uh, I don't know. Some of those sound fine. Jake, Jake. <laughs> that went downhill so quickly. <laughs> I, I kept looking at your list again. I was like, nope, nope. Uh, I mean, Avengers I'll go see. Lion King, I don't know. Spider-Man I definitely want to see. That'll be good. Uh, but yeah, those are good. Jake, what are you looking forward to in 2019? I mean, obviously the the Avengers, you know, I think that's on all yeah. of our lists, even if it's not on yeah. your list as much. Correct. Uh, I don't know. I, cause it's it's the final Avengers, mm. and th- this one, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but this one should have the Guardians in it. Yes. Yeah, the first one did. I mean, for real. <laughs> really? I don't know what that means. I feel like this is gonna have less Guardians in it than the. Well, first it one. objectively does already. <laughs> oh no! You don't know. <laughs> Do we have to throw in a spoiler for that? No. Anyone who's who cares has seen it. Yeah, here's a spoiler for Avengers. 
I mean, uh, but Rocket's still around. Oh yeah, the best Bradley Cooper thing of all time. You still stand by that? A Star Is Born? Uh, yeah, I, I actually still stand by that. I think. Oh my god! I think Rocket Raccoon is Bradley Cooper's most prolific role of all time. Tell you what, tell you what, go to any mall food court and ask people who Rocket Raccoon is played by, and then ask who is in A Star Is Born and see what answer you get. Here's what I'll do: I'll go to a food court and I'll say, "Do you know Rocket Raccoon?" And then I'll say be like the Beatles song. And then I'll say name people from the hangover. And we'll see which gets more responses. Hangover. Twenty to one. Honestly, I think <laughs> this you is may how be this right. podcast started. But that's only that because I have no conversation is how this podcast people. started. Well slowly coming around to that, aren't you? Man. Begrudgingly. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Alright, so Avengers looks good. Uh, any other ones you got on your list for need to see? I mean, or want to see more about? For the most part, I'm coming into uh, coming into 2019 pretty fresh. Yeah, I don't really know a no whole lot of what's downs. coming out, but I mean, the Sonic Take movie I'll see as a meme. Uh, Captain <laughs> Captain Marvel, I'm curious to see what they do with. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Aladdin and the Lion King. You know, I'm I'm gonna want to see those. Uh Star Wars. I don't know. There's there's so much writing on Star Wars. Yeah, there really is. Like it's uh, like obviously you can't miss it, but it's it's strange going into it because I have I have no faith in it, and that's not to say I think it'll do bad. It's that I'm trying to go into it with no expectations. Sure, that's really tough though, because I think that's the problem with Star Wars movies is they have all this baggage of the last. 28 years of people's lives being let down or yeah. brought up by it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people's, you know, because here's the thing. There are, like, nerds. Nerds everywhere are just hella into certain things. And there's right. a lot of Star Wars nerds. Right. So there's so many people out there that are just so into Star Wars. And I'm... And there's so much Star Wars to be into. Also. Yeah. And I'm, like, pseudo there. Like, I really enjoy Star Wars. I'm not, like, a true Star Wars nerd, but, you know, I'm a true nerd that happens to be into Star Wars. And I don't... Right. I, I'm just... I'm, like, worried, but excited at the same time for that. Like a cautious optimism. Yeah, exactly. Do you think... What do you think has a bigger possibility of letting you down? Star Wars, Lion King, or Aladdin? Probably... Here's the thing. Even if Star Wars isn't that good, it's still going to be fine. I, sure. I think I think uh, if you know, it's possible that Star Wars is going to be okay, and people are going to blow it up because it's not great. Right. Right. Uh, I think that's a huge possibility. Um. Probably Aladdin. Uh, like the mm. li- the Lion King is too good of a story, and it's got animals, so right. <laughs> it's you know it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> But, Especially a cat video. Yeah, from yeah exactly. It's just one Ahead giant internet cat video. But yeah. Aladdin is going to be, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from Aladdin. Like, honestly, if you played, like, Hakuna Matata behind, like, horrifying war footage, people would be like, I'd watch that again. <laughs> and then the... That is a good point of how much of the original soundtrack is going to be in it. Like, and yeah, whether they're going to redo the songs and whether they're going right. to be as good. Right, is like Billy Eichner going to be in Hakuna Matata, or is it going to be Nathan Lane again? What, what are they doing with this? 
And uh, and one thing from 2019 that I'm kind of excited for is Godzilla. Oh yeah. And I've All I've always like back. low key been a kind of a big Godzilla fan. And you know they're, really? I mean if you're a Godzilla fan, it's because you're a fan of the classics. It's not like you right. It's not right. like you saw the reason Godzilla's you know like oh my god this is so good yeah. No one brings up the Matthew Broderick Godzilla as like <laughs> top five Godzillas. Yeah. So, so I'm curious to see what they do with that. Um, again, I'm you know really going into it with no expectations, but sure. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they do, and hopefully it revitalizes a otherwise kind of dead franchise. Yeah, yeah, I think they did a decent job with the last one of bringing it somewhat back to life. Like it, the interest is there at least, and then this one should be kind of the nail in the coffin one way or the other yeah should be good all right so that was 2018 and look at 2019 now we're gonna go back kind of to 2018 so we have a game we're gonna do it's a tournament that we're gonna side with we have eight movies that we did not see or at the time of this original recording didn't see uh from 2018 that we should have seen and we are gonna battle out which one we should see based on only the trailers so uh we're going into this as if none of us have seen the movies uh, and we're only going to talk about the trailers in our justification for moving them on. So we'll start off with the one seed, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is based on their Rotten Tomato score plus their IMDb score against the number eight seed, Roma. Uh, so we're going to do Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse first. Why should we see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Who wants to go first? I'll go first on that. I actually, I think in my entire life, I have not heard more positive reviews about a movie than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It has been unanimously positive, and not just, oh, that was a good movie, but, oh my god, this movie came out of nowhere. It was the best Spider-Man movie, you know, of, of all of them. This is the movie of the sure. year. I heard, ex- like, overwhelmingly positive reviews about this movie, and I still haven't yeah. seen it. Right. Some of us follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll do the negative to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse My negative is I'm superheroed out Uh, I'm at the point where I've had too many superhero movies And I think I'm done Despite the fact that this more looks like a Lego movie Rather than a superhero movie Like this looks like how the Lego movie brought together a bunch of different like IP and made it work This looks like that for the Spider-Verse And I hope that's what it is but the thing that keeps me away from it is that it's a superhero movie, and I'm just I'm very done with that whole idea. Now, Nate, you've seen it, so, yeah. But so my can rebuttal you help me? based purely on this tra- yeah. on the trailer yeah. is that I think the reason that superhero movies have become a genre of their own that sure. can tell different stories, but that's only starting to happen a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's slowly coming, and that's what I want to see happen, and. Based purely on the trailer, you can tell that this is not the same thing as previous superhero movies. Sure. This I'll is not rebooting Spider-Man again and telling the story again and doing, the, you know, the paint-by-numbers superhero movie. It's totally different. Uh, it's got... Pulls together a lot of different things. Like, you've got the really interesting animation style. You've got, clearly, it being a little self-aware and a little goofier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... It's another movie that takes all of the credibility that we've been giving superhero movies and tries to spend some of it to tell something original, sure. uh, knowing wow. that people will still come. And uh, 
I was pretty confident in it before I saw it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you felt good. Yeah. Uh, so that's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Who has one for Roma? Anybody have one for Roma, the eight seed? A good thing about Roma. So I'm a, a little sad that this is the eight seed uh, and that we have to put it up against it because it's probably one of the ones I was most interested to see in this list after watching the trailer. Uh, it's not the kind of movie I would normally watch, but uh, the trailer gives you so little about what the story and just looks like... Uh, I don't know, just kind of beautiful that I wanted... It made me want to see it. All right, that's interesting. Uh, I only have negative things to say about the trailer, so I'll go for that. Uh, it's the only one I can see for free, and I haven't. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it, feel, it feels like a movie someone won't be able to explain why it's good, but not in a good way, like in Bruges or Moon, where they're like, they can't explain anything because it'll give it away, but in a bad way that it's not actually good, but everyone says it is. Like, I don't think anyone will be able to, from the trailer, it doesn't look like anyone who saw it will be able to justify to me why it's a good movie. They'll be like, but it looked cool. And, like, it, it'll be kind of like The Revenant. Like, The Revenant felt kind of like that, too. It's like, the story was all right. The shots were really cool. But is it a good movie? I, don't, I think it'll kind of feel like that for a lot of people. That would be my negative side to Roma. I thought Roma looked I don't know. I don't know what to judge based off of it because some of these trailers I look at and I'm like, okay, wow, this looks really good. Some of them I look at right. and I'm like, not really for me. Roma I saw and I'm like, this is one of those movies that you kind of go into not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's hard to say how I would rank it. Um, I don't know anyone who's ever talked about or seen you know, or you know, anything about Roma at all. So I sure. just have that trailer to go off of, and I'm like, okay, the trailer doesn't really say much, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, you know, just doesn't say anything at to all. Me, I, to me, the trailer looked like they just walked into, like, the photography wing of an art museum and just, like, spun around. <laughs> and, like, whatever they caught was moving. It's better than it trailers. Like story. It's better than trailers that cherry pick the three good moments of a movie. Although maybe there's no good moments in this movie and they didn't have anything to cherry pick. Yeah, remember uh, the trailer? So the trailer for 10,000 BC had no words in it. And from that point on, to me, any trailer with no words in it is going to lead to utter disaster. Oh, no. So that scares me about Roman. That's just because I know people won't go see movies that have Spanish in it. (laughs) Not now, no. No. I mean, Roman may make you want to build the wall. Yeah, I was going to say the wall is just too popular. All right, so is uh, Spider-Man putting up the wall? I just want to be very clear (laughs) that I'm not defending it. Uh, There's a 0% crossover between people who are for the wall and people who saw a trailer for Roma was like, yeah, that's a movie I'd watch without the Spanish in it. I don't know. Zero people. Did the Roma trailer show during the mule? That's our really only tale. (laughs) That's a good question. And if it is, they hated it. They were like, like I can't no wait to watch Spanish an hour and a- but I know those people are from Mexico. I can't wait for an hour and a half of old uh, Clint Eastwood getting over the Mexicans for the next movie I'm going to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> Good old mule. So, one versus eight, Spider-Man or Roma? Who's moving on? I vote for Spider-Man. Yeah, I vote for Spider-Man. Like, it's it's hard to compete with, a, and Roma doesn't tough. do it. Yeah. I, I vote for Spider-Man, and you, you did make me feel a little... Uh, 
self-conscious about my reasoning. I, I agree with you that I don't have any basis other than it looks cool for, right. like, visually cool. And if that's all it is, it's not enough to hold up the movie. So right. I'd still be mad if I left and I was like, that was a cool set of images. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I don't think, like, Spider-Man has that end of story, it sounds like. It looks like. So yeah. that'd be good. So who is Spider-Man going to take on? So they're going to face the winner of the four and five seed. Uh, two very different movies. We'll start with the four seed. Leave No Trace. Uh, it's a Ben Foster movie. Uh, I'm going to start off with the I'm Not Sure side. Uh, definitely looks like it's going to be a bummer, like hardcore bummer movie. Uh, but it does feel like a story that needs to be told. It kind of looks like a movie that would be something I watch, talk about for about a week, and then I'm never think about it again. Uh, it, it seems like it would leave no trace with me. Ooh. Mm, yep. So Tweetable. So I kind of, <laughs> I thought it looked interesting. And I, you know, I honestly, I thought it looked good. But I also feel like it's the kind of movie where you know exactly what you're getting into. You kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like what, like whether or not I know exactly how it ends, it doesn't really matter. I know, you know, because you kind of know exactly how it's going to start, exactly how it's going to go, and roughly how it's going to end. I feel like it's it's not really going to surprise me in any way. I think it'll be mm-hmm. if I watched it, it would be just fine. But yeah, I agree. I don't think it would really leave like a lasting impression like oh man that movie was so good or anything uh so yeah i I think it seems fine and there's but i don't have anything beyond that to say yeah i I agree on that i'm curious because uh i was actually gonna say i i'm not really sure exactly where it's going uh i wasn't clear from the trailer whether they were giving the vibe of uh i don't know like how they were living was a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. Sure. Uh, so I'm curious how you, what, what you think the, how the movie was going to go. So the way I saw it was they get picked up from living in not a house, which they say during the trailer isn't illegal, but you can't live on national park or whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like they are like a veterans affairs center. And they start talking through like his emotional state coming back from wherever he was, whatever he was doing. Uh, and then it breaks down into both of them learning how to live with each other outside of their, like, always needing to survive, which is how he was living in the war. It was, like, always needing to survive. That's the only thing he had to go forward. Uh, and now he comes back, and he has to learn how to live as, like, uh, like like a civilian again. And, and his daughter has to learn how to live with him as a civilian. And that's how I feel like it's going to get. It's going to feel like The Wrestler. That's how I think it's going to feel, but not as good. So I'd be worried about that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So Leave No Trace. I think it's going to meh is what I'd say. Jake, how do you think Leave No Trace is going to end? I think it'll end. I don't know what will happen with, like, the father in the trailer. I feel like the daughter is going to, you know, try to acclimate into society and probably be fine. I don't know. I think it's going to be like a pseudo happy ending of the daughter being fine and who knows what's up with the dad, but he's not the real one that you connect with anyways. Right. Yeah. He's, he's the motivation. For yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she's, yeah. I think she's the main character and he's just like a part of her story. So even if something kind of, mm-hmm. I, you know, whether something tragic happens to him or whether he just can't acclimate or even if he ends up fine, just, you know, either acclimated in society or out in the woods, 
I think sure. it's it's not really going to be that relevant to her story in the end. Right. Yeah, I believe that. All right. So the one that's going up against the five seed is the death of Stalin. Uh, this one I think looks awesome. I saw the trailer when it first was like going through theaters, and I really want to see it. Uh, so for me, it has a star-studded cast, which I really like. Uh, like Steve Buscemi is in it, uh, Jeff Tambor, a couple other people that are really good. Uh, it looks like a really funny satire, and the way it's shot looks very familiar to like shows I enjoy. It kind of looks like if Veep and Arrested Development got together to plan Stalin's funeral, which I would love to see that. So I'm in on that. Uh, and to me, if half the jokes hit, it's going to be a good time. Uh, so I would I like the idea of Death of Stalin. I agree, although uh, you, you kind of knocked it down a notch for me just with that comparison. The Veep one? The, or Arrested Development? Yeah, Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Arrested Development... <laughs> Is okay. Seasons one through three. Seasons one through three. I couldn't say because I quit watching halfway through season two. All right. So you have no opinion is what the real answer is. No valid opinion. Yeah. But. It's a null entry. It seems, it seems really good. It seems like it's cleverly written. Uh, yeah. The fact that in the trailer they were able to show off like a good amount of humor. And in a, like they, they showed off like uh like, good, intelligent humor, I think. Like, obviously, there were some, like, you know, just kind of stupid things that they put in there. But if, if your whole trailer is just stupid things, like, you know, any Will Ferrell movie in the last however many years, I have no faith Seven in your months. movie. Yeah, Will Ferrell movies yeah. have been crap since before Elf. Don't add yeah. me. <laughs> but. Wow. <laughs> wow, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'd say that that looks like a really interesting movie. I, like, I have no interest, honestly, in the storyline or anything else. I just want to see how the movie plays out. Right. It's, it's, an, it's a gripping trailer. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. And it's like an idea that we all know about, like like the death of Stalin is a thing we've all heard of. So I think it'd be cool to see how they do that. Nate, how you feel? Yeah, I was I was sold on the trailer. Uh, I, I just like that style of comedy. I don't think there's enough... Uh, you know, black comedies. Yeah. Uh, so I a hundred percent sold. I wanted yeah. to see it. So between the two, I'm happen. guessing you're going death of song. Oh yeah. Yep. Same Jake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that one's moving on. Uh, so that side of the bracket is going to be Spider-Man versus death of Stalin. Uh, Nate, how would you vote on that? Hmm. I'm trying to think how I felt before the trailer. Mm hmm. Because I was still sold on Spider-Man before the trailer, but I was I was definitely cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And the tricky part is Death of Stalin beforehand, I, I probably knew that I was going to enjoy Spider-Man more than the Death of Stalin. Sure. But I don't know. I, uh... I felt like the death of Solomon was a safer bet. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Jake, how are you feeling on that? I think uh, Spider-Verse free. All right, Spider-Verse. I'm going to go Death of Stalin. Because I think when I saw the Spider-Verse one, I had all those superhero things in my head, and Death of Stalin, I had zero problems going to see it. Mm. So, Death of Stalin. I, I think I'll go Spider-Verse. 
Okay. Spider-Verse moves on to the finals. Good guys, two. Bad guys, one. <laughs> All right. Other side of the bracket, we're going shoplifters first. Uh, looks like uh, uh, this is mostly foreign films on this uh, list. So shoplifters uh, is a movie that came out earlier this year. And to me, it looked like what people who watched Roma think what Roma is. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and it felt like a really fresh small story that could be told in an hour and a half and I would really enjoy it. Yeah. So here, uh, I think shoplifters look good. What I really like about that shoplifters trailer is that it does what I think a lot of trailers don't really do anymore and that it set up the story without yeah. giving any indication of where it's going to go. Absolutely. And, and I feel like it's kind of a shame, but not a whole lot of trailers do that anymore. And then so no. I watched that shoplifters trailer. I feel like I know what the movie's about in terms of how it starts, but I really couldn't begin to guess where it's going to go. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, I think that's true. Nate, how do you feel about shoplifters? The trailer pretty much just left me with a lot of curiosity. Uh, I really wanted to see what happened, basically. Uh, so I was definitely drawn in. Um, yeah. I don't, what are we comparing it to? So that's the tough part for me. So the two movies on this list I wanted to see before I did the rankings were these two, Shoplifters and I Am Not a Witch. Uh, I Am Not a Witch is a satire about uh, how women in Africa grow up, uh, about this little girl who is accused of being a witch. Uh, and the final scene in the trailer is what hooked it for me. It's this, like, uh, this white lady that comes in, and she's like, oh, I'm going to take a picture with you. Smile! And like she's like in this hut like crying about being called a witch and everything. It just looked like the funniest thing I've seen. So I, that really got me on that one. Yeah, I think uh, for me this was, of all the trailers we watched of foreign films that I had not heard of at all before that, uh, this is the one I most wanted to see uh, after the trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of humor while still, uh, keeping it very real, that all the humor is just about the, you know, absurdity of the situation. Right. Uh, it looks like if Beast of the Southern Wild was funny. Like, Beast <laughs> yeah. of the Southern Wild is really good and really downer, but if that was funny, it would be this movie. Yeah. Jake, any thoughts on I Am Not a Witch? I think it looks really good. I think it would. It's the kind of movie that it's going to be sad in the end, mm. and that bums yeah. me out preemptively. Sure, sure, yeah. I think you're not wrong. But so, which which would you take? Uh, this is Shoplifters versus I Am Not a Witch. Uh, I'm going to go Shoplifters still. I'm also going to go Shoplifters. I think I, that that right. trailer actually really interested me. It looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, how do you feel? I'm not that it matters. It, not that yeah, it matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would have said I'm not a witch. Yeah, I, I think that that's that. Those are the two in my head one. making this list that I really wanted to see. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a hard one. It, yeah, it, it was tricky because I'm not a witch. Looked really good. It, like yeah. you know, just throughout that trailer, like and a couple times it seemed to have like changed course too. Like you don't know what the movie's about mm-hmm. until like a decent amount through the trailer, but it seems like it'll be good. I, just. I think in about two months we'll go through after watching all of these and re-rank them. We'll do the same ranking and do the battle again and see. Yeah, and see what was actually good, and and then we'll bitch about bad trailers. You'll be like, "Roma was so good," and I'll be like, "I feel so bad." Told everyone it looked stupid. 
Uh, all right, final final matchup is going to be a tough one for us. We're all big Bo Burnham fans, and uh, it's eighth grade against Border. Uh, let's talk about eighth grade first. It's Bo fucking Burnham, so obviously I'm in on that. Uh, but it looks like a good the first good representation of what the online generation is. I feel like a lot of movies kind of spin that into something that's not what it is today. Uh, it's like what they think it is and what they try to sell it as is very different than what it actually feels like. And this feels like a movie that will be shown, like future generations will love this movie like they do 16 Candles or Ferris Bueller uh, from like the 80s. It'll be that kind of a movie 20 years from now. Uh, so that's that's my take on 8th grade. I think 8th grade has that potential to just be like not only really good, but you know, like you're kind of implying like this kind of, you know, iconic. Like, okay, you know, you kind of have to, like this is a movie that that says something about the, you know, the culture of the time. But yeah. I don't know. I I just wasn't 100 percent sold on the trailer. I watched it and I'm like, mm. yeah, it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh... I had a similar feeling watching it. Uh, it seemed very interesting in that it's a take that we haven't seen. I, I agree that it's probably representing, but I don't, I, it's, I feel like it's not, when I say this generation, it's like a generation a little divorced from us. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. like, totally. Uh, and it's, it's one that I'm not 100% sure, like, will resonate that much with me honestly yeah i mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like that movie is just we're not the target audience hmm. yeah but I, I still really want to see it to to get that perspective of anything but i think just like cringy middle school is a very universal thought cringy middle and high school is like something <laughs> those, to. Like those feelings <laughs> <laughs> those like awkward feelings i think is something that will come across very well and yeah, sure, it's like like we're the generation that never grew up without internet, and they'll be the generation that never grew up without YouTube. So like that is a divide for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the through feeling of anxiety and awkwardness and like how do you become yourself, especially when you feel like everyone's watching you, I think that's the biggest twist that this has that other ones don't, and I think that's going to be relatable for people. Because in your head you feel like everyone's watching you, but if you're on YouTube, everyone actually is watching you. I think that's going to be an interesting distinction of like, taking your internal anxiety and making it external would be really cool to see. That's what sold me on it. Uh, the other movie is going to be Border, which is out of Sweden. Uh, it's a uh, interesting trailer, I would say. Um, yeah, it, it was the one that left me the most unsure of how the movie was going to be because I have no idea where they're going with the story, but I like the start that they took. Because it started off as like kind of this romance tale, and then they start finding clues about each other, and then it turns into this what seems to be kind of like a grim fairy tale type of situation, which I really liked as a as an idea. But if it it it's one that as a trailer I see, and I'm like that might awful, that might be awful, that might suck at the end. I'm gonna be honest, I I this is the only one that I have zero memory of. It was the ugly the ugly border agent finds another ugly person. Oh yeah. Okay, yep. never got that name. Yeah. Interesting. Garans. Yeah. 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 It, I remember, I agree with the Grim Fairy Tale impression. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I've remembered not really uh, following what the plot was supposed to be. Right. 
Right. Yeah. The other hard part is we watch these in order. So it was Death of Stalin, then this, then I Am Not a Witch. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's very forgettable in that list to yeah. be there. Jake, how'd you feel about Border? I thought Borders was kind of the sleeper trailer of the group. It's, yeah. I don't know, because when I started seeing it, and even at the end of it, I was like, okay, you know, it looks fine. But then afterwards, it was the one I was thinking about probably more than the others, at least relatively. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm actually really curious about Borders to see how it turns out. I think it could be really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I think it could go really well or really poorly very easily. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to go with 8th grade over it. Yeah. Nate, how do you feel I, on that? I, oh, I agree with that. 8th grade? Yeah. I, I disagree. I put border above that, but... You go borders. All right. Well, I, I, think they, I think they both have a chance to be yeah. among the top of these movies, but they're just both also so up in the air. Sure. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think that's fair. Uh, so this side of the bracket ends up shoplifters versus eighth grade. Uh, I I have to go shoplifters. That just looks yeah. too interesting to me to yeah, not take it. I agree. I think I think no matter what the, the choice here, um, uh, like between border or eighth graders, I think shoplifters is going to beat it out for me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it comes down to shoplifters versus Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going shoplifters. I think that, to me, looks more interesting, and it would pull me into a theater faster than another Spider-Man movie would. Hmm, I don't know about that. I mean, I obviously didn't, because I didn't see either, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would. It's honestly tough. If, if, if I'm being honest, my answer is Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, but I want it to be shoplifters. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not culturally refined enough. That's correct. Don't worry, Jake's also going to vote Spider-Man in three seconds. Spider-Man yeah, I, I already did just now. <laughs> All right. So the winner is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We'll come back to this in uh, like March, mid-March, after we see all these and redo this exact same ranking and see what actually comes out on top. Uh, but before we go, as always, we're going to do a game of past cast, future cast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be doing uh, one we talked about a lot, The Avengers. We're going to cast it as if they are going to redo everybody and recast everyone in this movie. Uh, and then we're also going to do It Chapter 2, the adult version. Uh, that's technically already been casted, but it's a future movie, so we're going to do it. Uh, so let's start off with Iron- with The Avengers. Uh, Nate, we're going to do Iron Man first, because I think that's the one that's going to take the longest to get through, because you'll be nitpicking literally everything we say. So Nate, why don't you go <laughs> yeah. first, since you have the right answer. That's rough. No, I, I don't have the right answer. Oh, uh, it's RDJ. All right, good. I I'm so I'm I'm so bummed. Everyone else, uh, I was able to find someone that I liked, uh, but I picked someone who I haven't seen in a lot of stuff. He's been in a decent amount of things. Sure. Uh, but uh, Luke Evans. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he played Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast. Winner. Uh, I don't know. He's in Dracula, Fast and the Furious 6. Just uh, Yeah, I'm looking at I'm trying to find a mo- other movie of his that I've seen. He's in a movie coming out called Stardog and Turbo Cat. Seems that great. sounds terrible. <laughs> 10 by 10. <laughs> but no, I mean, he's got the look, uh, and 
I liked him as Gaston. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's got the dick part of the personality. Maybe he could pull (laughs) off the charming part, too. All right, going with Luke Evans. Jake, who is your Iron Man? So, Iron Man is the one that I could not come up with. Um, I had a specific theme for my cast for the Avengers. And Iron Man is the one out of this theme that I could not come up with. Uh, I'll save the theme for when we get to the next character, but I think that you both can appreciate that Iron Man is a really hard one to replace, no matter what the theme. It was the easiest, second easiest for me. Okay, relax, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you pick? Or did you not pick one? I, I, I have no Iron Man. It's literally blank. No Iron Man. It's still RDJ. Yeah. That's fair. That's fine. You just killed off Iron Man. That's all you did. He just doesn't come back. Uh, I, picked, I think that's what's going to happen. That's a fair That's a fair guess. I My pick, I felt like, wasn't too hard for me to figure out. It's John Hamm as Iron Man. He can do the funny. He can be a dick. We saw him do that in Mad Men. And I think he has the, the look of someone who could be Tony Stark. And everyone would believe it. So I go with John Hamm. As Iron Man. See, I believe the look. I would enjoy watching a movie of John Hamm as Iron Man. Yeah. All I could say is I, I think that if John Hamm had been cast as Iron Man, we would not have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, he had to be someone who was formerly on heroin, so that was the biggest That's key. big yeah. key. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as Chris Brown gets his life straightened out, he could be Iron Man. Uh, Captain America was the easiest one for me out of the whole group. I did Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is the epitome of what Captain America is. Just a boring, bland white guy who likes justice. And uh, that's Jake Gyllenhaal in my head. <laughs> so, uh, what's your, what's least, your superpower? What like Trust in authority. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> is, is your, your, uh, your review of Jake Gyllenhaal. It makes me sad. He's an everyman, you know? But I, Jake Gyllenhaal looks like a dude you'd trust. America. Yeah. No, yeah. If someone came to, like, if you were falling off a bridge and someone put their hand down to grab you and it was Jake Gyllenhaal with that shield, you'd be like, you know what? I am paying my taxes this year. You're right. But what if it was Jake Gyllenhaal with his face in Nightcrawler? Then you just know you were dead. Oh, like half HIV Jake Gyllenhaal? No. <laughs> no. Oh, that's pre-Captain America Jake Gyllenhaal. That, he can play both. He doesn't even need there a body double. He just plays both. <laughs> Great. Who's your Captain America, Nate? Uh, not t- entirely different. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Uh, I liked that for a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, the Can first he get that Captain big, America. though? What's that? Can he get that big? If they can and they have to CGI it, fine. Okay. <laughs> We're good. It's fine. That's fair. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But if you yeah, do the reverse of what they did with Chris <laughs> Evans, he'll play himself as the before. They're hiring a bunch of peck animators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe's going to love it. I think I tried to fit him somewhere in here. I saw online someone cast him as Ant Man. I thought that was perfect, so I couldn't put him anywhere else. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I like that a lot. Jake, do you have a Captain America? I do have a Captain America, and he's Who the did? perfect segue into my theme. And my oh theme Donald was. Trump specifically chosen to make Nate mad. (laughs) And so my Captain America is Charlie Cox. 
<laughs> aka Daredevil. And I casted all of the Avengers out of past cast members from the Defenders <laughs> whose shows are being unjustly cut short. So it's a protest that, vote. <laughs> that theme does make me mad. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike uh, Daredevil. No. You know, but I think that he is. I do still think he's a terrible Captain America. No, mostly because he's blind. <laughs> he's blind to everything but justice. <laughs> the blind justice. When I pull oh, up God. Charlie Cox on Google, the Just first picture right? of him looks like he is taking the role of being blind very seriously. <laughs> Just the sunglasses. It's just him staring off into the distance. Without, do you think the first season of uh, Daredevil was an inspiration for uh, Bird Box? <laughs> hmm. Anyway, uh, Spider Man. Who do you guys have for Spider Man? So I have a unconventional choice again from the def- <laughs> from the Defender universe. David Tennant. <laughs> He's not the first <laughs> British Spider Man that we've had. He's probably a bit old no. for the role. Sure. He's, but he's a little <laughs> But but I think the spirit and the character of David Tennant would actually have made a pretty good Spider-Man. That's fair. That's fair. Uh I did Thomas Brody Sangster. Uh he was one of the wildlings that went along with uh Braun in Game of Thrones. He was with Hodor at the end. Hodor. I think he would be he would be awesome as Spider-Man. He has the look. He can pull I off don't the know. funny. He hasn't be cool. what? He hasn't done funny yet. Listen, who can't do funny? I do funny. It's easy. Hmm. You just say things till they stick. You just drink until you're funny. Yeah, exactly. And he looks like he can drink. <laughs> he's probably old enough. Yeah, he's 28. Go for it. Hmm. Oh my God, he's like he has Michael Sarah disease. Gross. <laughs> Constantly getting carded for all those drinks he's gonna have. That's why he's so funny. He just constantly gets asked how old he is. So that was my pick for Spider-Man. Nate, who do you have? Joseph Gordon-Levitt yet again? I, Yeah, just he plays everything. <laughs> I, I didn't have a Spider-Man. I thought we were doing the original cast. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that's fine. The original. Uh, but based just on this riffing, I'd love to see Michael Sarah be Spider-Man. <laughs> I think that that's the perfect casting. <laughs> For a one-time Spider-Man movie. And Jason Bateman as Iron Man, just so we can yes. see that scene in the Avengers again. <laughs> yes. Just, I want them to reenact Spider-Man Homecoming, scene for scene. Uh, Arrested Development Season 6 idea? Cash it? <laughs> they just, they're producing an Avengers movie, the family. <laughs> that's how they're going to, that's their next ploy. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. as far as Doctor Who actors, I'd rather see Matt Smith's energy in Spider-Man than David Tennant's Ooh. energy. Shots fired. Get out of here. Rebuttal, Jake, or just going to accept that? I'm going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one up is, for me, is Black Panther. Uh, there's a guy named Trevante Rhodes. He was in Moonlight. He played the older version of the person uh, in Moonlight. He would be fantastic as Black Panther. I would like to see that. Or John Boyega, but that just seems like too easy of a choice. Uh, but I like Trevante Rhodes a lot. I put... Oh, he was the main character in Bird Box. Oh, really? Second main character. Oh. Uh, that's the only thing I've seen him in, but I agree. Yeah, uh, he'd pull that I off. I think that he would... Yeah, I think he could do that. He'd be really good. I put um, Mike Coulter 
who is Luke Cage. But that's my that's my most questionable choice. He kind of defaulted into it, you know, because obvious reasons. <laughs> but you know, I don't I don't think that he'd necessarily be bad. But I also have no indication that he'd be good at the role. Sure. I don't know. He he did fine as Luke Cage, but then again, Luke Cage was. And and I feel like I'm generous with the defenders in general. I feel like Luke Cage was just fine. Yeah, I I think that uh, him as Luke Cage, I think he played the character really well. I think the weakest thing about Luke Cage was the the villains, not him at all. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, again, like I'm not saying he was no, good. I or think anything. he was good. I think he was. I think he was. Pretty good. Hey, okay. Least. Boy, he was, you know, very passable. Really, <laughs> really almost enjoyed it. Yeah, like man, he was he really stood out as just great, just fine. Boy did boy did he try. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with these reviews entirely. That's fine. Hmm. We're just gonna make fun of you until you agree with us. Yeah. No. Just understand that's happening. Uh so anybody else have a Black Panther? That's all of us, right? Yeah, yeah that was all of us. Uh Black Widow. I had one who was originally supposed to be Black Widow. I had Emily Blunt. Mostly because of Quiet Place. I finally saw her and I was like, oh, wow, she's really good. I put Alice Eve, who played Mary <laughs> Walker. I think she'd actually be a good Black Widow. She she pulled off Mary Walker, who was, you know, split personality, had to be soft, sensitive, as well as this just badass assassin. Mm-hmm. So I think she could pull off Black Widow, who is kind of the same character, like, you yeah. know, just kind of a badass assassin who also has like this sweet, soft side. Although, granted, that's not as prevalent, I think, with Black Widow. No, unless you're with the Hulk. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then again, who who wouldn't be with the Hulk? Uh, he's just a big softy. Or you hope he is, otherwise you're dead. Nate, who's your Black Widow? I put Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh, surprised it wasn't I, Emma Stone. I, I, to be honest, I don't have a good reason. Uh, I, I had trouble coming up with someone. Uh, honestly, in my head, I can't think of a lot of Black Widow comic book grounding, mm. and so uh, the oh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson's yeah. Black Widow is just like Black Widow in my head. Sure, so sure. Yeah, it's hard to it's replace. It's hard to think of someone That's alternative. Fair. Yeah. Uh, next up is going to be Doctor Strange. I had Timothy Oliphant from uh, that FX show that was pretty good. Where he was like a badass. I, my internet's not working right now. I couldn't tell you who it was. But Timothy Oliphant, he's good. He's in the office for a little bit as uh, the person who dated Pam for like three dates and then didn't call her back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he pull off a really good Doctor Strange. He has kind of like an older look. He could be uh, very easily a doctor that you could see kind of being a dick and then getting his comeuppance. Uh, so, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. So I put Finn Jones, who is Danny Rand. Probably the most tilting choice of all to Nate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that alone is enough. <laughs> To make me hate you so much. Nate is currently logging out of all of our systems. <laughs> I I didn't think Iron Fist That's was bad. That's so hard to hear. I didn't think it was good. Did you not watch it or what? Oh, I watched it. It oh, okay. was fine. 
Iron Fist was bad, and every line that he delivered was the worst. <laughs> you know, part of you is not wrong. His 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 writing in general, like the writing for him, was really bad. Yeah, I feel like he did fine with what he was given. He didn't do great. He didn't salvage the role or anything. But he so did like fine. Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad. And I think. He did fine in that he technically read the line. <laughs> <laughs> he technically read the line and went through the motions, yeah. Boy, did he enunciate. <laughs> I think he'd make a fine Doctor Strange. <laughs> I think he fits your role perfectly. Because of nothing else, he was able to act kind of weird. Yeah. That's fair. Nate, do you have a Doctor Strange or do you have someone else you want to talk about? No, I, I had someone in mind. Uh... uh uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Joaquin Christopher Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I, uh, I'm really glad that it was. I, I was basically, you know, just searching. I was trying to come up with ideas, and apparently he was in talks to do the role. Oh. And it would have been very, very different. And I, because I don't think he would have done it the same with the cockiness right. as Benedict Cumberbatch, right. which is a big part of his character. But I think there could be an interesting Doctor Strange that's more mysterious mm. and just, like, soft-spoken. But you can tell, like, he knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It's like if the guy uh, from Her all of a sudden could transport time and space. Something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing <laughs> cool. in my head. Just, just like, a, just a little more confidence thrown in. But not being a dick like Benedict Cumberbatch is, which I think is the ideal Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it would have been good as well. That's good. I like that. Uh, let's go on to Thor and Loki. Might as well just do them both at once. I did a, an actual brothers from Sweden. Uh, Alexander and Bill Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård is Thor. And Bill Skarsgård, a.k.a. Pennywise, is Loki. Uh, I think those two would just... Uh, definitely Loki, Bill Skarsgård. Alex Skarsgård is kind of a, a ha-ha joke. Uh, yeah. But Bill, <laughs> for sure, could do Loki. That'd be awesome. I would watch that all day. I ended up putting... John Bernthal, who is the Punisher as Thor. Oh, that was probably cool. my other one that was really... I'm not too sure. Like, I I think as an actor, you could nail Thor. I don't know yeah. if you could basically get buff enough. That'd be tough. It's t- Yeah, it, it, that's the hardest part. You gotta, yeah, like, yeah. I, I picked, like, three professional wrestlers, and I was like, well, they can't act. <laughs> and then... Uh, Dave Batista's. For Loki, I put Sasha Dewan, who played Davos in the Iron Fist. I think he would, if you think about it, it sounds stupid at first. I think he'd actually be a good Loki. Loki's a good one. Loki would be the most fun to play out of all these, I think. I agree. Because you get paid the same and you're in like 30% of the movie. <laughs> Nate, did you have a pick for Thor and or Loki? Yeah, I'm. I was still trying to find uh, the oh the Davos that Jake said for. Yeah, I yeah. don't know who that is. Deep into IMDb on that one. Yeah, I I'm, I can't find anything. Just go to Craigslist looking for work and uh, <laughs> under that one. Uh oh wow okay, mm. I, I have a picture of him up at least. Uh, so he's from Iron Fist, huh? <laughs> I, I I vaguely remember his face. And that's the best thing I can say. That's about enough. Him. That's all of them. Uh, uh, but not that I'm very confident. Uh, so for Thor, I had Colin Farrell. Huh. 
Uh, it'd be very different. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it would really be. Drunk, a drunk Thor. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love a drunk, slightly more obnoxious Thor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just imagine Colin Farrell from In Bruges, buff with a hammer and like a long flowing hair. And he's just going around saying shit like that. I'd watch <laughs> yeah. that. I'd watch that for an hour and a half. I just feel like he definitely wouldn't be the same as like movie one Thor we saw that was still doing the Shakespearean dialogue. Yeah. And he wouldn't be the same as movie three Thor where Thor was funny all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would have to be of like a more serious take on the character. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would enjoy seeing it. Yeah. I, could, I would watch that. Do you have a Loki choice? I don't have anything for Loki. Loki. No. Just, he was too good. As he was. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Uh, last one I have is Thanos. I have a three-peat for Thanos. One of these hmm. three. Uh, Christian Bale. Brad sure. Brad Pitt. I'm sure. I don't know. And the wild... No. The, here's the wild card. Nick Cage. The answer is... Yes. Right. Could you imagine Absolutely. Nick Cage? I support though? Nick Cage in every role. I need all the stones for the gauntlet. <laughs> so I can snap my finger. I would watch the shit out of that. Are you kidding me? Just do me a favor and say you should have gone for the head. You should have gone for the head. Yeah. But could you imagine a National Treasure Thanos crossover where he's like trying to find, like he's, I have all these clues in the Declaration of Independence and all I know is they lead me to the Soul Stone. <sighs> I would watch that for three and a half hours. That would get me back into theaters. Uh, you're an idiot. You yep. do not <laughs> best kind of idiot. But I enjoy the... Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the impression. 50% of Earth needs to go away. <laughs> see my National Treasure 3 movie. Uh, Nate, did you have a Thanos, or do you have other people you want to talk about? Uh, I don't have a Thanos. Do you have other characters you want to talk about? Yeah, the other two members of the Avengers. Yeah, whatever. No, let me they do were, my they Thanos. They were not remembered in the other Avengers movies. But, but Jake's got a Thanos. All right, Jake, what's so Thanos? So I have Vincent D'Onofrio, <laughs> who played Wilson Fisk. Obviously, there's a fitness gap. Yeah, but, well, but I think he has the the personality to to actually play Thanos. I think he would actually do a good job. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio does. He plays that kind of guy. Yeah, I, I, he, I think he would do. A good he job. has the groggy like toss order to play Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. That's another tilted pick for everyone that's listening. That <laughs> it is a little bit. Though, yeah, the. The theme is hilarious. And, and just in terms of real-world casting, yeah, it, he's the perfect Wilson Fisk, so it would make me sad because then he couldn't be Wilson Fisk. Oh, they'd find a way. He just does both. Yeah, they're like, it's CGI, you don't care. All right, Nate, you had Hawkeye and Bruce Banner also, right? Yeah. Who do you have for that? The Avengers. Right, yeah, I'm sorry. All right. I did the ones I cared <laughs> about, the ones that they cared about in other movies. Fair enough. Uh, Hawkeye, I have John Krasinski. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I just there there's talk basically no one cared about Hawkeye until they were like, "Oh yeah, Hawkeye's actually like funny and in the comics and he's supposed to be, you know, kind of funny and they made him funny and then everyone loved him and he was like everyone's favorite character right. in the Avengers, the second Avengers. Snarky Hawkeye. Uh, yes, that's what he's supposed to be and yeah, I want to see John Krasinski be snarky Hawkeye, less military athletic guy, just a guy who's really good with a bow and a smart ass. If Jim from The Office could do 12 push-ups, <laughs> that would be Hawkeye. Yes. 
I like that one. Do you have a who's your other one? Your Bruce Banner. Jake, did you have a Hawkeye? No, he. Why would I come up with a Hawkeye? Useless. Yeah, <laughs> I say just write Hawkeye out of there. Useless. Oh god. I say just uh, literally Bruce... replace him with Legolas and it'd be a better franchise. <laughs> I'm down with that. That's a better uh, recast. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself and pick names that I'm going to embarrass myself. Venta Maglia. <laughs> For Bruce Banner, uh, Milo Venta Maglia. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Ianopolis? <laughs> uh, he is uh, Peter Petrelli in Heroes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can. I picture that that emo face being uh, Bruce Banner again. Not you ruined not my the, whole the, week because now I remembered heroes existed. <laughs> We're actually watching Chuck right now, and it's like you know ripped from that time period. And every single episode, there's a all new heroes this week, no. and I'm just like, oh my heart! Every episode yeah. stabs me in the heart. Sad. Season one, new heroes. So good. But yeah, again, uh, I picture like putting all of mine into the original Avengers, and it's a very, very different tone. Yeah. And I think a much less uh, Marvel, quippy, fun tone, but still something I want to see. More of a DC tone. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that. That's not what I was going for. Oh, you didn't. Don't worry. Yeah. So those are all good. Uh, so the future cast, It Chapter 2, them as adults. Uh, I think, honestly, the It Chapter 2 casting they did was so good that this was really hard. Because the, uh, especially Richie. Richie was uh, Bill Hader, and I really want to see Bill Hader as Richie. Oh, no. Um, Bill Hader is so, so good. good. He's so good. So let's start off with Bill, the main character, the st- st- stuttering guy. Uh, I'm going to go with John Krasinski. I think he'd have the the feel of everyone, and he could pull off that role really well and get people pulled in. So I have John Krasinski as Bill. So I'm actually out on it. I did not see the original it, so I have no insight to offer. You can just crap on our picks. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm looking Your to do. Your favorite job. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, like, recycling all of mine. Uh I, I I saw the original It. I don't care about it. <laughs> I saw the original second It as well. Uh, I think that was probably better mm-hmm. uh, preparation. But I still, I don't have a ton of ideas. But uh, for Bill, I put Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nice. Uh, safe choice. Yeah, the safe choice. Uh, I think that he pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, for Bev, I have uh, Taste of Armesia. I think that's how you say her name. I have no idea. Uh, she is someone that I think could pull this off really well. She is in American Horror Story. Uh, she has a really good job with characters in there, and I think her as Bev would be really fun to see, so I went with her. Who's your Bev, Nate? I just didn't want to disappoint, so I have Emma Stone. Ah, there it is. I knew there'd be one. <laughs> yeah, you'll never disappoint with that. <laughs> Unless you watch La La Land. Whoa. Yeah. I don't like that movie. Get the fuck out of that movie. I haven't seen La La Land, but from what I've heard, that's a bold take. (laughs) It's not that good. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Jake, go watch La La Land. Don't. I mean, do, but it's not that good. Watch Moonlight. (laughs) Watch Moonlight and tell me La La Land is worse or better, and I'll be right. I'm not defending that proposition. 
I just I think I'm I went into it with Lala such high Lala hopes. A good movie. Was the problem? Everyone told me it was so good and you're gonna love it, and I didn't. I was like, all right, that's fine. Wasn't that good? Anyway, uh, so Richie, the funny one. Uh, I have Sam Rockwell. Probably a little too old, but I think he could pull it off really well and be fun to watch. So Sam Rockwell for me. Yeah, I like that. I can't think of anything I haven't enjoyed seeing him do uh, on a, in a funny role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have John Krasinski. Ah, perfect. Yeah. He has to be in it. He was on the mind. Uh, the Everyman. But yeah, no, I think he would definitely be enjoyable. I like it. Jake, who who is better? Krasinski. Both. both. Okay, good choice. Yes. All right. Uh, Suck it. David Crumholtz is my pick for Eddie. Uh, he was the one that his mom had to like follow him around and give him pills and stuff. He'd have to lose a little bit of weight, which is fine. He's a cool dude. But he was in Numbers. He was the main guy in Numbers, uh, and I think he'd be really good as uh, Eddie. Uh, I have... Michael Zegan, uh, he is, oh, what's the character's name? Uh, he's Joel Maisel in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't much more than that. He's good. He's a good point. Wow. Yeah. Jake, who won? Uh, not Michael Zegan. <laughs> yes, I won. Rude. All right. Uh, I, go- I Googled him and his Wikipedia page looks super smug. <laughs> Not about that. He has all the reason to be smart. <laughs> it's true, he does. Uh, next up is our picks for Ben. I had David Harbour of Stranger Things fame and soon to be the Not Good Hellboy fame. So oh, no. Man, I forgot him. about that. Now my heart's definitively broken. Don't hold it against him. He's really good, and he'd be a good Ben. So I'm going to go David Harbour. I almost mentioned the new Hellboy movie in my 2019 because I have no idea what to think of that movie. Yeah, I mean, it could be good. I saw the trailer, and it took me about halfway through to realize that it was him. I yeah. was like, I know who that person is, and I think he's great, and I think that that movie looks very awkward. It does. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to it say. It really does. I sure to be all right. Oh, he's Jim Hopper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. from Stranger Things. Except now he's yeah. ripped. And if you told me Jim Hopper as Hellboy, I'd be like, hell yeah. Right? <laughs> and then if you showed me his line delivery in Hellboy, I'd be like... Hell no. We'll see. All right, Jake, who won? David Harbour. Thank you. All right, next up is Mike. Uh, for my pick as Mike, I have Jordan Peele. I think he'd be a good fit in that role. I can't really argue against it. Win by default. Uh, yeah, no, you have, no, a, good, you have I, a good one though. You have a good one. I, I no, I, I like mine too. Yeah. Uh, I have Lil Rel. Yeah, uh, who was in? Uh, God damn it! I keep blanking on movie names. Perfect. Perfect. Get out. Uh, in Get, Get Out. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the friend in Get Out. Yeah. Uh, so, I want to see him react to more things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 very he's very fun to watch. He'd be fun. He'd be a fun choice for sure. All right, the last one, yeah. Pennywise. I have Theon Greyjoy. I think he would pull that off, and I think it'd be mm. creepy, and I think it'd be fun. So Alfie Allen is who I chose. I did not recast Pennywise. I'll, uh, I'll give you a free one. Andy Circus. He's a good one. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Ah. Probably. 
by default good. Yeah, they can CGI whatever he needs to do. That's how he acts. Yeah. Nate, uh, Jake, last one. Who won that? I like it. You know, I have I a. Didn't, I didn't uh, give a submission. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, your submission is Andy oh, Circus. Your submission was oh, Andy Circus. Oh, okay. I hope I win. And no, you, you did not. <laughs> I just have a huge pretty good. Game of Thrones boner. Oh, that will never that go year, away. It? It's that time of year. Uh, until so we, and until this last season disappoints me so hard. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least we don't have to read the book for another six years. No, uh, I'll never read the book because he's going to die from being an unhealthy old man. You can quote me. Uh, so, before we end the podcast, we'd like to talk about the next movie we're going to watch and talk about. Uh, does anybody have any ideas we want to throw out there? I have a couple. So obviously we could talk about uh, the eight that we talked about earlier, but I think that should be its own thing. Uh, Lego Movie 2 is coming out. I think that'd be an interesting one to go over. Still, Which movie? Still Lego never movie seen two. one, but I've heard they've all oh. actually been really good. Really good. I've only seen the original Lego movie, but it was good. Uh, obviously, we could talk yes. about Glass. I think that's a guarantee because we talked about Split. Yeah. And we could also do Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Those are the big three I see for the next couple weeks. Probably. Yeah. I feel like I can't miss Spider-Man. Okay. All right. So No, th- yeah. You should go see it, and you should see it in theaters. There you go. Hmm. Next episode, we'll see you with our talks about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Thanks for listening to Rum and Cinema. We will see you guys next time. Sounds good.